This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 17. We are so glad to be here. We hope that you are having an amazing day, cruising down the highway, sitting somewhere in the sun with your earbuds on, listening to us. (laughs) That was a beautiful intro. Thanks, bro. Welcome. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. Yeah, get out on that highway, that'll do it. Get on that highway of life. Yeah. A uh, philosopher once said, life is a highway. (laughs) Pretty sure it was a song. And I'm going to ride it. (laughs) All night, night long. long. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it from us. Famous philosopher. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Yep. Good to have you back. You've been away. Oh, I man. I haven't said this to you yet, but I missed you. Oh, that's yeah. so nice, bro. Thank you. I missed you too. Yeah, I get a bit lost when you're not here. Oh, it's not was, safe. I'm not safe on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I just couldn't do this podcast on my own. So, yeah. That's good. Good to be on holiday, though. Yeah. Everyone can relate to that. Did you find it like we able to relax? It's a hard thing for um, business owners often to switch off from their business. Not me. No. <laughs> oh. You switch off when you're not on holiday. Mate, I just close down. I shut down. I'm done. It's awesome. But it's the sign of having a great team. Sure. Like, shout out to my team. Yeah, they are amazing just team. amazing. Yeah. So they don't even bother me. They just, they because they don't need to. They know how to do it. They're awesome. Yeah. Well, well done to you for building that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I have had an interesting few days. Feeling a lot this week. Mm, yeah. Feeling a lot of emotion. Um, some sadness. I felt a bit teary. And I didn't really want to talk about this today. Right. You know you are. Yeah. I want to know. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just feeling feeling a lot. Feeling a lot of emotion. There's um, a situation going on with a friend that I can't talk about, but um, I think that's brought up some emotion mm. with me. Mm. And also, I think just... Um, dating you know dating someone new and i know i've been talking about that a few times and it's a bit of an emotional journey that one as well you yeah know, it's, it's always a journey yeah isn't it it is and you know like it's opening your heart and allowing someone to love you and yeah haven't done sounds that so, for a while sounds so simple it does it all sounds like words when Here i'm saying I am it opening my heart yeah but actually knock knock who's there yeah. heart let me in yeah. Well, just come through these walls first. Yeah. There's only 27 of them. That's that um, Rumi quote that we love. Mm. That uh, our task is not to seek for love, but to remove all the walls that we put up against it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Can so relate. Yeah, but that's it, it doesn't say, and it's going to be really fucking painful and hard. He doesn't put that in the quote. Yeah, they make the quotes so short and <laughs> yeah. succinct. Simple. Like yeah, to give complex. us a bloody bone. Give us a bit of something. Flick us a bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling. Uh, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I'm feeling a lot. It's coming up as sadness. There's a lot of, like, I'm really present to how, um, lucky I am. Mm. I've got the most extraordinary clients that are doing the most extraordinary things mm. that inspire me every day. I can't believe I get to coach them for a job um i've got a new project with a passion project that i've been working away on here in in new zealand that's going to launch in a couple of months and i can't wait to share about Mm. that with you and that's made me really excited i've wanted to really do more collaborating and more stuff with teams um that was something that's been on my heart so doing this podcast with you is 
been obviously part of that, not doing it on my own. This new project is a collaboration with an amazing therapist that I'm excited about and doing work with a community that I'm really close to and that means a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, new relationship and the situation, you know, just a lot. Just yeah, a lot. You, 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 you're presenting as sadness a little bit. Yeah, you know, but and you've acknowledged that it's emotions, but I'm I'm feeling you as emotional. Yeah, I'm emotional. Yeah, not necessarily sad. Yeah, but also all, almost a kind of like something new. Something's trying to like I got that leaky eyeball, you know. Mm, something's shifting. Something's trying to come out of that eyeball, <laughs> and it feels like that should be sad, but it's almost like it's just it just feels like a lot. Of, I just feel like I'm feeling a lot of emotion. Mm. Yeah, and what about love? Fuck your love. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. It is dusty in here, though. It is. I think yeah. my eyeball is going to get pollen. There's yeah. a lot of pollen this time of year. <laughs> it's Gosh, pollen. man, it's been a bad I'm season. Shut the window. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is what we do when we talk about love or emotions. Yeah, make it we, all funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Change the subject. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I'm not an expert on. Um, my own emotions so i don't really know what to say mm, nice other than just to tell you that i'm feeling some stuff and i got that leaky eyeball syndrome <laughs> <laughs> which is uh it's beautiful yes yeah. <laughs> i had to make a na- acronym diagnosed yeah. with that less yeah um also i wanted to just mention i i touched on it briefly on the last episode but uh I just have also been really present to intuition and how much I value my intuition mm. and how important it is. Mm. And you and I had a little synergistic moment talking about this last night, how often what I feel in my intuition, particularly as a coach or just where I feel what I feel is missing in the world, it kind of flies in the face of what people agree is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And that's a bit, I'm saying that a bit ambiguously, but it's like, I'll often feel, I'll just give you an example. Like I feel like people should turn and face their fear, shame, mm. things that they're triggered by. And there's not a lot of agreement for that, is there, in life. It's like we actually design a lot of systems to never have to look at that. And we even have organizations that are out there to protect people from having to feel things they don't want to feel. And I just my intuition just says good try but that's not quite right mm, yeah but well, that's right ultimately it's not gonna heal no things yeah it's bad news basically if we're gonna if we want to shift something transform something there's no click of the fingers there's no magic wand what you're saying is the work that's involved turning facing it um learning to love the triggers and the reason like the that's kind of why the world looks like it does. That's why there's so much uncomfortableness, so much hiding, so much fear, so much anxiety and all of those other words that are going on out there because we're not um, – because there is no agreement for this. That's right. I had a great uh, distinction that I heard the other day, which was the distinction between coping and healing. Ooh. And I think that's it. We have mm. a lot of people helping you to cope with – anxiety and cope with stress and cope with lack of work-life balance but that's not healing no that's not healing and healing over mud it is healing's completely different it's turning and looking at it i just um 
there's there's no situation when I'm in front of someone coaching someone that wants to transform their life where I say, well, if we could just get the world to stop triggering you, yeah, that would be the best option. I'll go out there and just make sure that everybody knows that you've got this pain <laughs> and this trigger and this shame, and we'll just make sure that no one ever brings it up, no one ever says anything that's going to um, trigger you, and I think that's our best way to move you forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not going to happen. Well, it's you say that, but they're trying. There's a lot of people trying to yeah. do that, you know, and maneuvering themselves. You know, like I did, would maneuver myself into a comfortable position, and then nothing to see here. Keep it all sort of tidy, nice, nicely organized. Yeah, so that it, so that I wasn't triggered. That's why I think that's why family can be so triggering, triggering for people, because <laughs> you can't remove them. That you know, well, some people can, right? Yeah, they move to another country. Yeah, literally, so many things. But yeah, I can see this though. Like we talked about the mirror last episode as well. We sort of introduced that concept, and the mirror here for me is to go. Oh, I think there's certain things in my family that trigger me that I train my family and maybe my friends not to bring up or don't push that button or don't go there. Mm. You ignore all that. You just go there. Yeah, I go there. Steamroller. I don't give a shit. But we, um, you're right, and how we train them is with um, we go silent or we get angry or we get frustrated. Yeah, or that's we, what I do. Stay I, away. Um, what do you call it when you recede or you, you know, you hide? Yeah, you go and hide in your room. Or that's what I would have done as a kid. Yeah. Now it looks like just staying away or mm. not, you know, ignoring it. Or, yeah, good, good um, acknowledgement because yeah. I think people deal with it in different ways, and if they um, can't understand why they do some things. This is a good place to look. Why do I do that? Why do some I people go get quiet? into a shouting match? Yeah, other people um, withdraw. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's yeah. That withdrawal is the opposite of turning and facing the pain. Yeah, it's yeah. also like the archetype of the hero's journey. You know, you might have heard of the hero's journey. Yeah, where it's like. Warrior, you know, well, not a warrior. Person has is is a dragon that's going to attack the village, and guy instead of running away from the dragon, decides he has to step up and go in and slay the dragon, Mm. um, and has to fight overcome whatever fear he has about dragons to do that. Leans in, learns how to slay the slay the dragon, grows into the potential of who he was meant to become in Mm. life as a destiny, and then turns around, comes back, and teaches the village how to slay dragons, passes mm. on his knowledge. You know, that's sort of the hero's journey. So it's in all of the ancient texts and stuff, there's a lot of that that hero's journey there. None of it says avoid, run away, don't confront. Yeah, just pretend the dragon's not there. Yeah. It all says um, get support to look at the dragon. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So um, kind of went on a tangent there, but my original point was I'm so, um, I love my intuition. I think that's what I'm just trying to say. I Mm. love my intuition. And the more, this has been my experience, is the more we trust our intuition. So we go, this doesn't feel good. And I'm going to say no. Yeah. And even when it's hard, especially because you said the other day, we're such a logical society, we're such a, Analytical. analytical society yeah. so we often want to override our intuition with logic and analysis yeah yeah um, if you're doing a pros and cons list you're in your head totally you're actually not listening to your heart 
or your intuition. And the, the interesting thing about that is maybe that ends up being a better situation on paper, mm. but you're not. Gonna, it's not going to feel good because you've had to ignore your intuition to go there. Mm. So the best that you can end up with is a situation that looks really good on paper. And we all know a lot of couples, people, families, they have situations that look really good on paper, mm. but it's just devoid of joy, fulfillment, love, excitement. Sorry, yeah. was that a bit too direct? No, that's right. Um, it's not. It's quite often not going to feel comfortable, and it's a matter of how you build that muscle is to trust it. Like it's exactly like what yes. you're saying. So sometimes, even when it feels wrong, even though. when it feels wrong, and I think most people will understand or agree that um, you, we hear it a lot in society where it's like, "I knew I shouldn't have done that." Yeah, yeah, I didn't listen to my gut. Oh, I've done it again. Why do I do that? Like that's the opposite of trusting our intuition. It really but is. We do get a kind of payoff from not listening to our intuition because we either stay. We get the validation we need from the people that are around us or we look good in people's eyes or we're doing something, um, quote, unquote, good, but it's not actually our intuition. And that's why that can lead to, I mean, so much, right? Un- disharmony, depression, all kinds of things. They all, I've, I've started to learn following my intuition that that's where those things start getting derailed. Once we're not being true to ourselves, staying in alignment and doing what our heart actually wants to do. We're going to talk about heart a lot on this podcast because it's so bloody important. And I've only been connected to my heart for about five years. Go figure. But it's it can really lead us in the right direction. And then we don't have to think about it logically and, and analyze everything. We can just go, does this feel good? Is this what I want to do? Actually, this is what I want to do. Oh, Damn, it's actually going to upset so some people. Much easier. It's going to upset some people. But that's kind of better then constantly burrowing through the mud or wading through the weeds, trying to please other people. It's awful. It doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't lead anywhere apart from more uncomfortableness, more depression, more unhappiness, more upsetting people. It's ironic that it leads to the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. And it probably segues really good into the nice guy stuff. Yeah, which I can't wait to get into. Do you think, what's the difference between heart, intuition, gut are they they they're all they're all the same i think they're the same because there's that there's that one overriding feeling that's kind of made up from all those things Mm. and maybe they are just the the one thing but it's yeah ironically it's scary to follow it it's actually a muscle that needs to be like shit i'm actually going to do this but everything and everyone maybe is saying i should do that that's hard it is but that's even if you even if you follow your intuition or your gut in that moment and it, you get it wrong, yeah, you're all, you've trained your intuition and you've said to your intuition, I'm actually, even though we didn't quite nail that one, I'm on your side. I'm going to start trusting you. That's right. Yeah. And so kind of being half in, half out on your intuition is not really going to hone it. No, but taking those actions, like you say, and learning to trust it, like bloody hell, if it's not been working out, then what we're doing isn't working. Yeah. Stop. Would you actually stand there banging your head on the brick wall? Would you keep doing that? It's the old quote of like continuing to do the same things, expecting a different result. It's not going. It's not working. No, it's not going to work. Um, what is the difference? And I'm just. This is just an open question for both of us. Mm. How do you know 
whether your in, intuition's telling you not to do something versus you're just scared of doing it and you probably need to lean into that fear. Mm, that's How do you great distinguish question. between fear and intuition? Because mm. that's one that, um, yeah, because <laughs> if you're finding that your your life is super comfortable and you're just <laughs> kind of life's pretty comfortable but you're also not really getting what you want and you're going, oh, my intuition's just not telling me that I want to do that right now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and also we're not telling anybody to do anything. You know, if you're comfortable, stay comfortable. Unless it's not working for you and you want yeah, to change. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. No. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think – I think you can tell the difference between fear and intuition because the when you're on this path of transformation, when you're on this path of self-discovery, of learning, of growth, of wanting to squeeze the life out of, you know, all the joy out of life mm. and really mm. enjoy the richness of every experience, when you're on that path, you are in constant scary action. Mm. So if you're not feeling like you're really leaning into discomfort that's probably not your intuition you're probably just scared and hiding a little bit yes exactly said another way if you're not if if you are fearful of something it's probably the the um sign to move forward yeah that's actually the trigger or the what is it like the signal that's what i was looking for because I, I noticed that, like, I'll, and I'll say it to you quite often, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But actually my gut, my heart is saying, do this. Yes. This is actually what I need to do. Yes. So I can turn that around and go, that's when I feel that. That's not intuition. That's you overcoming your fear, isn't it? Yeah. But also my intuition is following, is guiding me through in the that fear. direction, through the fear. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Because of my intuition if I could say it the opposite way, my intuition would just say, geez, that's a hard word to say lots. But my intuition would just say, stay here. It's all good. Nothing to see. We're fine. So, yeah, when it's the fear, when it's it's because you see something for yourself or I see something for myself and I'm like, damn it, I've actually got to go do that. I yeah. actually have to push through that. Well, it's the intuition that's driving that. Yes. That's what's underneath it. That's funny because um – it's also for me. There'll be a time where um, I'm trying to push myself, and I'm trying to go hard. And I'm trying to take on more and more, and it feels like facing fears and doing it. But if I check in with my intuition, my intuition's like, "Are you just trying to prove yourself? Mm. Are you just trying to be perfect? <laughs> this doesn't feel good to me." Mm. Like if I fell into my intuition, it's like, "Oh, it, it's not really on the journey with me." My ego's taken over and I'm like, yep. I'm actually in something else. And when I check in, my the intuition is nowhere to be found. It's like, oh, I'm way back here. I got off this I got off this ride a long yeah, this time ago. Crazy this ride of exactly. approval and yeah. Yeah, of approval and proving and yeah. if I do that I'll be worthy. Yeah. 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 Good distinction. So yeah, I think um it, it's checking in with yourself, isn't it? That's mm. what it is. It's like and I'm putting my hand on my chest right now because mm. that's where it is. Checking in on my heart, on my body going what is going on here you know mm. is this really what do i is this a place to lean in i know with that um this new project feels a bit scary mm. but my intuition is like fuck Let's yeah go. this Let's is awesome yeah. yeah so i can tell this both fear and fuck yeah at the same time 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is, um, I've used this for myself, like the intuition is the whisper and the monkey mind, the analytical brain and the survival techniques and all of that is the, the volunteer. It's like, yeah. do this, do that. Let's do this. What are we doing? How come this is happening? What's happening? What do we do next? You know, it's like constant, but whereas the intuition is going, Hey, why don't we do this? But you can't hear it. Yes. It's over the noise. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for letting me talk about that. So follow your intuition. Start honing it. Yeah. Learn to distinguish between fear and intuition. Make some mistakes. Jason and Nathan. We've got a question from the Art of Transformation group, which you haven't joined yet. What are you even doing? Yeah. What are you even doing with your transformation journey? (laughs) (laughs) But it's um, shameless self-promotion. Yeah. But it's actually I was actually trying to shame people. It wasn't shameless. I was trying to shame people into joining the group. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're not good enough if you're not in the group, (laughs) basically. Finally, someone said it. But it's for you, and we want to um, interact with you. We want to want to have these conversations. Totally, it's a community. It's a community. I love this little community. We've Not got. a hippie community. <laughs> Maybe but close. It is. It's close. Um, so, question of the week from Robin is a conversation that is coming up a lot in my circle right now. This is her question. This is her question. Is around self abandonment. How do we hold our boundaries? How do we choose ourselves, even when that means disappointing our most important relationships? How do we lead ourselves first and foremost when it feels really uncomfortable? Whew. Bing, bing, bing. That's a goodie. That's a goodie. Thanks, Robin. Yep. And then you also talked about, um, Robin, you talked about the divine masculine and feminine, how that, um, how you can ride that sweet spot for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So this is a relationship question, isn't it? Yeah, and it's that. This is how I heard the question was was like, um, if we if we take a masculine feminine lens, if I'm trying to be more masculine, or if I'm trying to lean into my divine feminine in my relationship, how do I not lose myself in that practice? So how do I not, um, you know, if I'm just trying to be this masculine man for my partner all the time, but it's like it's starting to feel a bit like an act or I'm starting to feel like I'm not getting my needs met or something like that. How do we make sure we're being that person with our partner? Or if we're following our intuition and we don't want to do something, knowing that it's going to disappoint our partner, how do we do that? How do we, do we do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think also what Robin's saying is that when she as a person or the woman in her circle, because I asked her if it was mainly woman and she said, yes, um, if they are wanting to do things in the world, if they want to be like goal oriented, yeah, and doing getting stuff done, like creating things, um, having a great time, which is I think is fantastic. But then, how do you um, sort that with your partner if it's go- if what you're doing out there is not in alignment with what your partner wants you to do? Is it kind of how I read it? Yeah. So it's like, and even Robin says, you know, how do I lead myself? Well, this is a great entry to this question because the feminine really needs to follow in a relationship or in her feminine essence is to surrender, to be creative and flowing and loving and nurturing, right? And then so that can be in contrast to wanting to create stuff in the world and be more because that's a getting outcomes is a masculine trait. So that's what the guys do. You know, we're very, we, we have clarity. It took me a long time to actually understand what that meant. But 
Uh, so we are out there goal orientated, focused, give us a problem. We want to solve it. You know, we're always outcome trying to focused. fix things. We're very outcome focused. So that's the dichotomy, if you like, that Robin's talking about between those two. There's, there's also a question in here in the group, um, that's been hanging there from JC as well, which was like, how do women end up leading their man? So yep. what are the different ways that a woman leads her man, maybe unconsciously? And it kind of fits into this question as well, I think. Boy, that's right. Talk about no agreement in the world for this. I know. But here we go. Well, mate, let, let's talk to that before we dive in because I don't want um, all the feminine people to turn off. Here yeah. Because it, uh, I, uh, for me, I feel really comfortable with my feminine energy in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when I hear the concept of surrender or... Um, letting a man lead me, like submitting, submitting to <laughs> just, that triggers <laughs> no me, just that word straight away. Mm. But like it, something bubbles up in me, a real anger bubbles up in me of like, <sighs> like I just don't want to do that. It seems so gross and archaic. And so, but when you and I talk it out, when we think about it, and if I actually feel into it, past that, whatever that resistance is, there's a real, um, natural comfort that comes from that surrender. Yeah. There's, there's right. a part of my body where that feels really, really good to not have to do everything and not lead everything and not be in charge of everything and not be responsible for everything, but actually just to soften and surrender and just allow somebody else to do that. Yeah, right. Um, that's right. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there, but the – it's because it's, we've been burned, okay, the patriarchy and all that stuff. Sure. So um, we've come through the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. We've gone into feminism. We've had that big swing out the other way. But most of us guys, and I actually I don't know if most is the right word, but a lot of men have been brought up by their mums and we're actually taught to, um, we're actually a bit feminized. And this has definitely happened for me. So that good go- good boy, good guy, people-pleasing behavior is the opposite of leading. And so... Cause, because you're trying to be a good boy for your mum. Yeah. That's where it starts, right? And like you, you're trying to be the man that your mum wants you to be, that the feminine wants you to be. Yeah, that's right, which is agreeable and nice and not yeah. making waves, not upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And which it, actually is... That yeah. is really good for kids to do for a mum. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that works for that situation. Yeah. But then the problem is you then take that nice guy, people-pleasing, make sure mummy's okay behavior into a relationship and it completely fucking backfires and you have no idea why. Yeah. Because you're like, man, I'm I'm so – I work hard, I make money, I come home, I try to give her everything she needs, I try to, like, look after her, I'm nice, I never raise my voice, I never get angry, I always let her choose what we're going to do everywhere. Like, I do everything to make her happy and yet – She's still not happy and it still doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. Because it's, it's the common. opposite of leading. That's right. It's so, so common. I'm, boy, you know, don't talk to my ex wives because <laughs> it's terrible looking back. But so we've actually got them on the line right yeah. now. Uh, so, hi. Yeah. No. Yeah, he was real shit. No. <laughs> I should have said that in a lady's voice. Um, so, boy, I'm nervous with this topic because, Good. yeah. Because Follow it is, your intuition. Yeah. <laughs> Go in anyway. Yeah. Uh, because the women have people-pleasing traits as well, right? 
then there's being a good girl, um, trying to get things right, trying not to upset people. So you've got this kind of horrible situation where everyone's trying to be nice. Yeah. And one thing that really helped me with this is understanding that we need that love and connection and friendship in a relationship. But if we just have that, then we're, we're friends. just friends. Yeah. So we need something else. So mm. it's not saying that you have to have this big explosive argumentative relationship and that you're not even friends. You don't even like each other. That makes no sense. Yeah. But what happens is we start off um, polarized. Often we start off polarized where, you know, we're sort of attracted, opposites attract, that kind of thing. Well, we do. That's right. Because the man's leading, he's setting the date, he's asking all the questions and the, and the feminine is going along, not wanting to like override him and, be overbearing or overpowering at the beginning. So the polarity is right. Yeah, and then slowly as you become more connected and you become more like friends and, you know, the the sort of the the common thing is that we should be equals and that means that we're sort of like 50-50. You pay for this date, then I pay for the next date. Um, You organise this weekend away, then I organise the next weekend away. (laughs) So we end up in this really like 50-50 thing and then we wonder why we're not having any sex yeah exactly but we are 50 you know both partners are worthy and and equal yeah that's the the connected part is needed yeah loving equal part is needed but we need polarity yeah that's right we need difference yeah so it's almost like we need to we need to be close enough that there's connection but we don't want to eliminate these big differences between the masculine and the feminine, which that often we that often happens in a relationship where we try to grind down the the differences in the other person yeah, to make them yeah, more like us. Yeah. But we actually want to celebrate and grow those differences to keep the polarity. Yeah, that's right. And so when we're talking about that, that means let the masculine become more masculine, let the feminine become more feminine. Now the masculine becoming more masculine is going to require overcoming nice guy traits, mm. learning to lead, not putting up with disrespectful behavior from the feminine. Yeah. And it's going to require the feminine to really be in their feelings. Yep. To um problems, communicate in problems. Communicate in problems without blame. Not trying to lead mm. and not trying to solve everything. And look, for me, if you're getting triggered by this and you're feminine, for me, when I try to lead it's I'm a natural leader. Yeah. So when I try to lead um, in a relationship, it's easy. It's so easy for me to lead. And then I just feel really unfulfilled. Mm. I kind of mm. judge my partner. I feel like they're not strong enough. You know, all this stuff happens. Like I'm the one that was trying to lead, mm. but ultimate, ultimately it leaves me unsatisfied. So you can sit there and you might be thinking, well, I don't need any man to lead me. I don't need da, 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 da. Or, you know, you might have a, masculine female partner um depending on what relationship you're in but you might think i don't need anybody to lead me but just ask yourself is that are you satisfied are you getting what you want are you feeling surrendered are you soft are you feeling love are you Mm. you do you feel protected do you feel safe is it a peaceful place for you to be in your relationship or is it this thing where you're like determined not to lead let anyone lead you Mm. and that you're super unsatisfied and not Mm. sure why yeah, that's a great question. 
because the the, the and how this happens is after a while in the relationship, the man gets a bit lazy or he doesn't, you know, he. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it's so easy for it to happen. It's so easy. So um, the partner will say, "Where do you want to go for dinner?" And the man's like, "I don't, I don't mind." So she'll make Ugh. she'll make the choice, and then he'll say, "Can you book it?" So she'll book it, um, and that sort of happens. So that's when the polarity is going to start getting out of whack. And the and look, the feminine needs to lead to feel safe. That's basically where a lot of it comes from is yes. a lack of safety. Yes. Like if I'm going, if, if anything's going to be, it's up to me. Well, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. It's not going to get done. And so that's not their fault. No, not at all. I totally understand that. I understand how that lack of safety and being led properly, you just take over the reins, you take over the role. And I think it's a lot of men end up wanting a mum. Oh, man. I know, it's gross. So true. But it's like... I did. All of a sudden, I didn't it's like, know, oh, though. I want someone to like rub my back at night, tell me everything's going to be okay and reassure me and, you know, take care of everything and tell me, you know, where my clean socks are and... Yeah, you know, and that's sorry, guys. The beginning of the this end. is not good. It's not good news. Sorry, we actually have to step up and lead. And I, I totally was like that. Well, there's a, so this is the next part. When you say start up, you know, um, start. I'm so passionate. I'm stumbling over my words. I want yeah, to talk about this. Good, but when you start stepping up into your masculine, nice guy, you really have to confront this nice guy thing. Yeah, because straight away you don't want to challenge your partner. You don't want to look dominating you don't want to be rude yeah you know we just want to be nice and have everything comfortable yeah and we've had that trained out of us don't be rude be seen and not heard don't make waves start up stop upsetting people but actually leading is uh comes from a place of devotion and when a man's greatest gift is to lead is to actually lead that's if his woman does surrender and submit i know that word's very triggering but if she does, it actually makes the man feel amazing. Uh, it makes him feel respected. And because a man does, his, one of his gifts is clarity. You give a man a problem and he will solve it. And sure, there's, that's a spectrum. There's some guys couldn't solve themselves out of the way of a paper bag, and I'm sorry about that. But actually, they are getting trained that way because their leadership is actually being taken off them. And then with the um, feminine, they can create this polarity as well by communicating in their feelings, their vulnerable feelings. And I'm coaching a couple of women at the moment and they really struggle to communicate in their vulnerable feelings. When they start touching on the fact that they're actually sad, that's the last thing they want to tell their man, which is really, really interesting. Yeah. Now we use it as uh, manipulation. Well, why? What's why that? don't they want to tell their man that? Why don't they want to? Why, what's, why is it the last thing they want to say? They're scared that they'll leave them. They'll see them as ah. weak and then they'll actually leave. Wow. But the paradox is they're about to leave anyway because they're so frustrated. Because, And I've experienced this in my own life and look, I've manipulated as well in my life, so this is not a judgment. Which is a nice guy behavior. Because you can't much. be direct and clear about you want what you want. Yes. You have to have all these tips and yep. manipulation and contra- weird contracts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To get your needs met. Yeah, and so women can actually think they're being uh, vulnerable by crying or by saying things that appear vulnerable, but they're actually not. Right. And that's another vision of um, manipulation. And then they're not getting the outcome they want. Yeah. They actually, because a man won't be devoted and feel that, unless he's feeling it, like feeling uh, 
the love the love and the devotion for his woman because she's actually being vulnerable and expressing her true feelings unless he gets that he's he's actually not interested this nice guy is standing there trying to be interested but he's not hmm. we're going to need another podcast for we're going to need a bigger podcast yeah yeah this is so it's so powerful the the other part that's there for me around just to reiterate what you're saying is when you're leading, you're leading from a place of devotion. So you might be used to trying to get your own needs met. So you're only ever thinking about how do I get what I want. Yeah. But when you move into this form of masculine leadership, you're actually thinking what's best for her, what's best for me, what's best for us, how do I lead us in a direction that allows both of us to flourish. So that's going to – you can't just blindly lead with no connection – no, you've got to the, be anticipating, partner. anticipating her needs. Because that's when you're connected. You actually know her, love her, understand and that, her enough. And that take you, you have to give a shit. Yeah, totally. You have to give a shit about that, what the feminine wants, what, what the, how they want to be led, what they need. You know, well, you, even what she needs. Like what, because each woman will be particular. Or man. or man. Yeah, that's right. About how they actually, what their needs are. Like, yeah. It's really intuition-based as well. Yeah, and so that's why I think with a lot of this work, you have to, so much of it is about you doing your own work to understand yourself and get into your own feelings, your own emotions. Absolutely. You can't do this with tips and tricks. No, and that's what I see with with a lot of my clients is, first of all, even when they're masculine, they first have to get in touch with their own feminine because we're all, you know, basically yin and yang. We're 80-20 of of one more dominant than the other. Yeah. So if you're not in contact with the other feminine, it's going to be really hard to connect and be in tune and devote yourself to someone that's fully in their feminine. You won't understand what it is or what it looks like. So, you know, oftentimes with um, the men I'm working with, we'll do some inner child work and that mm. kind of stuff, mm. which really generates that level of compassion, emotion, and love and care for themselves. Mm. That That really... Um, scared little boy that's inside of them, which starts to get them accessing what the feminine feels, what that feeling feels like, before we go over there and start trying to lead and devote ourselves to someone that's fully in their feminine. Yeah, that's right. And it's such a um, paradox too, the way that relationships work out there in the world, and I've been in these relationships, is that they're just not working. There's Everybody wants love, connection, and peace, joy, but actually the polarities around the wrong way and you you've just got a roommate or a friend or a buddy um and you actually can get stuff done but when you don't have that spark and you don't have that sexual attraction that actually comes from the polarity being around the right way with the man leading and the woman surrendering being in flow she and she won't do that it's not about being in an abusive relationship with a controlling dominating man where she's just got to surrender and let go no it's about her going, this is how I feel. This is and there's a actually, lot of that out there, so we have yeah, to say that as well. Yeah. There this has to be actually, safety in the relationship. Well, yeah, that's right. It's self-worth, right? But the woman can be, some women are holding on, trying to keep it going without actually being vulnerable because the man will not be, and I've experienced this myself, unless my instincts are triggered uh, by the the vulnerable feelings and actually I can feel a woman's heart and I can feel her sadness. There is nothing I wouldn't do for that woman. Exactly. And that's where it's that's where it's at. 
And likewise, when the masculine steps up and starts leading from a place where they really give a fuck and they lean in and they care and they want to do the best for you, there's nothing the feminine won't do. Exactly. Yeah. For the masculine. It's... um. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what it is when it's when the polarity's right. Yeah, when it works. Yeah. Um there's something else I wanted to say, but it slipped my mind. But it's a it's a big topic, so maybe this is part one. I think it is part one because we haven't answered Robin's question. <laughs> yeah. Hang in there, Robin. Well it's so much this is so much the work I do with my clients. Yeah. Because just in this one little conversation there are so many elements that you mm. have to one, you do have to understand it intellectually and then you have to have an experience of going into your own life and your own body and starting to understand your own elements where so many of us are just operating at this intellectual mm. level mm. completely disconnected from our bodies just trying to get our needs met while mm. being a nice guy never rocking the boat you know it's just like ugh. Or a people pleasing woman that's right that's right so there's so much to unwrap here so again shout out for coaching message me if you want to have a conversation or jason yeah. we love talking about this so yeah and i'm yeah i'm a, yeah i'm definitely in for that i was going to say something else <laughs> i'm 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 thanks for listening yeah thanks guys uh this was really fun i hope you have a fantastic weekend uh be good to yourself self-care this weekend you're doing a great job and we look forward to seeing you again on tuesday That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 